Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldhari and Tirim Mitzachas Nadarim Daf Ein Dal, the tenth parak Nara Marasa. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission presents three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of a Yavama. Rabbi Yezer holds that even when there are multiple Yavamim, the Yavam who performed Mimer, meaning Kedushin done by a Yavam, may revoke her Nadarim, as the Gemara will explain. Yeshua takes a middle approach. If there's a single Yavam, then he may revoke the Yavam's Nadarim. But if there are multiple Yavams, then no one may revoke her Nadarim. Rabbi Kiva says a Yavam can never revoke Nadarim of the Yavam because she's not his proper wife, even after Mimer. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Yezer argued, Mayim Isha Shekanu Ha'atzmo Haru Meifrenedorel Isha Shehiknelomine Shamayim Enodin Shiyafrenedorel now, if a husband who acquired her on his own can revoke her nadarim, then in the case of a wife whom heaven acquired for him, meaning the Yavama, is it not certain that he can revoke her nadarim? Rikiva responded that there is a weakness inherent in the Yavama bond, in that another Yavam also has rights in her. The Gemara continues and is elaborated on in the Gemara. Pointing to the grass, how is it possible that Rebbe can allow one of two Yavamim to revoke nadarim? Even if he would hold that the Zika bond between a Yavam and Yavam were strong enough to be like Erison and allow for Hafara, but if there are two Yavamim, it is yet indeterminate who will perform Yibum, so neither Safara should be valid. Rabbi Yami explained that the mission is speaking where one Yavam performed Mimer, and Rabbi Yezer holds like Beishami that Mimer Kona Kinyan Gamur. Mimer affects the complete acquisition of the Yavamim and the rights of placing her in that specific Yavam's domain, even for Nadarin. The Gemara further asks that it's an unresolved inquiry if Mimer, according to Beishamai, has the power of Erison or Nisuin. So if it is only like Erison, how could the Yavam revoke the Yavamas Nadarim alone? The Gemara answers that indeed Rabbi Yezer means that the Yavam would revoke the Nadarim together with her father as an ordinary Arus. And pointing with the Gemara brings up Brysa in support of Rabbi Ami's assertion that Rabbi Yezer is discussing a Yavam who performed Mimer. Rabbi Kiva said there, as in the Mishnah, that a Yavam cannot be compared to a true husband, since another Yavam has rights in her as well. Yeshua responded that even so, why should a lone Yavam not be able to revoke the Yavamas Nadarim? Rabbi Kiva responded, do we ever differentiate between one Yavam and two? Ukashar Devarim ken Nadarim. Just as for other matters, the Yavam is not considered married, so too with Hafara of Nadarim. Ben Azai exclaimed, Chaval Ben Azai Shoshi Mashte as Rabbi Kiva. A pity on you, Ben Azai, that you do not serve, meaning study under Rabbi Kiva. The Gemara Daf Ein He explains that the other matters in which a Yavama differs from a wife refers to an accepted fact that a Yavama, even after Mimer, will not be liable to death by stoning for adultery like a Narmarasa would. Rabbi Kiva showed from this that a Yavama, even of a single Yavam, is not a full fledged wife, even after Mimer. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission presents three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of a Yavama. Rabbi Yezer holds that even when there are multiple Yavamim, the Yavam who performed Mimer, meaning Kedushin done by a Yavam, may revoke her Nadarim, as the Gemara will explain. Yeshua takes a middle approach. If there's a single Yavam, then he may revoke the Yavam's Nadarim. But if there are multiple Yavams, then no one may revoke her Nadarim. Rabbi Kiva says a Yavam can never revoke Nadarim of the Yavama because she's not his proper wife, even after Mimer. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Yezer argued, Mayim Isha Shekanu Ha'atzmo Haru Meifrenedorel Isha Shehiknelomine Shamayim Enodin Shiyafrenedorel Now, if a husband who acquired her on his own can revoke her Nadarim, then in the case of a wife whom heaven acquired for him, meaning the Yavama, is it not certain that he can revoke her Nadarim? Rikiva responded that there is a weakness inherent in the Yavama bond, in that another Yavam also has rights in her. The Gemara continues and is elaborated on in the Gemara. Pointing it to the grass, how is it possible that Rebbe Gezer can allow one of two Yavamim to revoke Nadarim? Even if he would hold that the Zika bond between a Yavam and Yavam were strong enough to be like Erison and allow for Hafara, but if there are two Yavamim, it is yet indeterminate who will perform Yibum, so neither Safara should be valid. 
Rabbi Yami explained that the mission speaking were one Yavam perform Mimer, and Rabbi Yezer holds like Beishami that Mimer, Kona, Kinyan, Gamur. Mimer affects the complete acquisition of the Yavamim, the rights of placing her in that specific Yavam's domain, even for Nadarim. The Gemara further asks that it's an unresolved inquiry if Mimer, according to Beishami, has the power of Erison or Nisuin. So if it is only like Erison, how could the Yavam revoke the Yavam as Nadarim alone? The Gemara answers that indeed Rabbi Yezer means that the Yavam would revoke the Nadarim together with her father, as an ordinary arus. And pointing with the Gemara brings a brisa in support of Rabbi Ami's assertion that Rabbi Ezra is discussing a Yavam who performed Mimer. Rabbi Kiva said there, as in the Mishnah, that a Yavam cannot be compared to a true husband since another Yavam has rights in her as well. Rabbi Yeshua responded that even so, why should a lone Yavam not be able to revoke the Yavam as Nadarim? Rabbi Kiva responded, do we ever differentiate between one Yavam and two? Ukashar Devarim ken Nadarim. Just as for other matters, the Yavam is not considered married, so too with Hafara of Nadarim. Ben Azai exclaimed, Chavolech Ben Azai Shoshimashte as Rabbi Kiva. A pity on you, Ben Azai, that you do not serve, meaning study under Rabbi Kiva. The Gemara Daf Ein He explains that the other matters in which a Yavama differs from a wife refers to an accepted fact that a Yavama, even after Mimer, will not be liable to death by stoning for adultery like a Narmarasa would. Rabbi Kiva showed from this that a Yavama, even of a single Yavam, is not a full-fledged wife, even after Mimer. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Ein Dalad, and her standard Simmer is an aid, a witness. So here goes. The two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam, revoking the nether of his Yavama, knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. And they called in a rabbi who announced that a Yavama is not considered a full-fledged wife for other matters, and therefore even a lone Yavam cannot revoke Nadarim of a Yavama. Once again, it's a motion. The two witnesses, two witnesses, that must be one duff, ein dalad, aid. The two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam, revoking the netter of his Yavama, which reminds us, the next mission presents three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of Yavama. Rabbi Lezer holds that even where there are multiple Yavam, the Yavam who perform Mimer may revoke Nadarim, as the Gemara will explain. Rabbi Yeshua takes a middle approach. If there's a single Yavam, then he may revoke the Yavam as Nadarim. But if there are multiple Yavam, then no one may revoke Nadarim. Rabbi Kiva says a Yavam can never revoke Nadarim of the Yavam because she is not his proper wife, even after Mimer. So the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam revoking the nether of his Yavama knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, how is it possible that Rebbe can allow one of two Yavamim to revoke Nadarim, even if he would hold that the Zika bond between a Yavam and Yavam were strong enough to be like Arison and allow for Hafara, but if there are two Yavamim, it is yet indeterminate who will perform Yivam, so Nadis Hafara should be valid. Rabbi Ami explained that the mission is speaking where one Yavam performed Mimer, and Rabbi Yazar holds like Beishami that Mimer, Konan, Kenyan, Gamur, Mimer affects a complete acquisition of the Yavam in Midaraisa, placing her in that specific Yavam's domain, even for Nadarim. So, the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam, revoking the nether of his Yavama, knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. And they called in a rabbi who announced that a Yavam is not considered a full-fledged wife for other matters, and therefore even a lone Yavam cannot revoke Nadarim of a Yavama, which reminds us. Rabbi Kiva taught that we never differentiate between one Yavam and two. Ukshar Dvarim ken Nadarim. Just as for other matters, the Yavam is not considered married, so too with Hafara of Nadarim. The Gemara on Daf Ein He explains that the other matters in which Yavama differs from a wife refers to an accepted fact that the Yavama, even after Mimer, will not be liable to death by stoning for adultery like a Arusa would. Rabbi Kiva showed from this that a Yavama, even of a single Yavam, is not a full-fledged wife, even after Mimer. So once again, 
So once again, the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam revoking the nether of his Yavama knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. And they called in the rabbi who announced that a Yavama is not considered a full-fledged wife for other matters, and therefore even a lone Yavam cannot revoke Nadarim of a Yavama. All right, so now it's time for a four-blah back Chazara. Daf Ayn. So the Simra Daf Ayn is an eye doctor. So here goes. The confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office, who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it's revoked for her tomorrow, and that her appointment was confirmed for her for an hour, and revoked after an hour, suggested that perhaps she should speak to her father and Hassan, who each have an advantage over the other, regarding Hafara. Once again, it's slow motion. The confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office. Eye doctor's office? That must mean we're on Duff Ayan. Eye doctor. The confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office, who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it's revoked for her tomorrow, which reminds us, Rabbi had asked, if one said, it is confirmed for you today, do we say implicit in his words is the converse, and it is revoked for you tomorrow, which the Gemara now assumes would be valid. He then asks, if one said, it is revoked for you tomorrow, do we say imply that today it would be confirmed, and it can no longer be revoked? Or do we say that since he did not explicitly confirm for today, the revocation is valid? So the confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it is revoked for her tomorrow, and that her appointment was confirmed for her for an hour, and revoked after an hour, which reminds us a final inquiry was posed. If we say, that confirmed for you an hour is not considered revoked because the implied hafar was not expressed, what if he explicitly said confirmed for you for an hour and revoked after an hour? Does the temporary akama make the netter confirmed, or is the hafar afterwards valid since it was on the same day? So the confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office, who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it is revoked for her tomorrow, and that her appointment was confirmed for her for an hour, and revoked after an hour, suggested that perhaps she should speak to her father and chassan, who each have an advantage over the other regarding Hafara, which reminds us, the next mission teaches that the father and husband each have an advantage in Hafara. If the father dies, the right to revoke Nadarim is not transferred to the husband. But if the husband dies, the right to revoke Nadarim is transferred to the father. It then teaches the relative advantage of the husband, that the husband can revoke her Nadarim after she reaches Bagras, and the father cannot. So the simmer Daf Ein Alf is a donkey going E-R. So here goes. The donkey driver, donkey driver, that must remember Daf Ein Alf, E-R. The donkey driver who came to pick up his poor daughter, who vowed as an Arusa, and then was divorced and betrothed, and divorced a hundred times that day, which reminds us. The next mission states, Nadra vi Arusa, Nisgar she vowed as an Arusa, and was divorced on that day, Nisgar Shabobiyom, Afilu Amea, and then she was betrothed again, even to a hundred men successfully, Avia Ubao Acharon Mefirin in the Reha. Her father and last husband may jointly revoke her Nadarim. So the donkey driver who came to pick up his poor daughter who vowed as an Arusa and then was divorced and betrothed and divorced a hundred times that day would heard her last Arus be made for her Nadarim that the first Arus could have revoked which reminds us, Gamora asks, where do we know that the last husband may even revoke Nadarim that were fit for the first husband to revoke? Shmuel provides a source and if she would be married to a man and her Nadarim are upon her. This implies even the darn that were upon her from before can be revoked by the second husband.
So the donkey driver who came to pick up his poor daughter, who vowed as an Arusa, and then was divorced and betrothed and divorced a hundred times that day, heard her last arus be made for her nadarim that the first arus could have revoked, because he was concerned that divorce might be equal to a hakama, and he might remarry her that day. Which reminds us, the Gemara inquires, Gerashin kishtikadamya o kahakamadamya. Is divorce equal to silence or hakama? The run explains that since the husband is aware that by divorcing her, he will not be able to revoke her nadarim, divorcing her without revoking her nadarim may be tantamount to a hakama of her nadarim, similar to silence for a full day. The more explains the practical outcome of this inquiry. In a case where she vowed and her husband heard, and he divorced her and remarried her on the same day. Dafayim base. So the simple Dafayim base is a thick piece of birthday cake. So here goes. The man who divorced his wife who made a netter not tea from his birthday cake, birthday cake that must be warned of, I am base, a thick piece of birthday cake. The man who divorced his wife who made a netter not tea from his birthday cake, and then remarried her the same day, and was unable to make for a netter from before the marriage, which reminds the Gemara attempts to prove that a divorce is like a coming from a mission, which states that if a woman vowed on that day and her husband divorced her and remarried her on that day, he cannot revoke the netter. Apparently he cannot revoke the netter because the divorce was tantamount to Akama. The Gemara answers Hakaba Nasua skin. Here we are speaking about a Nasua, and the husband cannot revoke Nadarim from the previous marriage because he can never revoke Nadarim from before his marriage except where she remained in Arusa and in the father's domain. So the man who divorced his wife who made a netter not to eat from his birthday cake, and then remarried her the same day, and was unable to make for her netter from before the marriage, realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her Nadarim, which reminds us Rami Barakama inquired, Bal Maushin Yafir Boloshamiya. Can the husband revoke Nadarim without hearing them? Do we say that the Pasuk which states with Shami Isha and her husband heard is a prerequisite for Hafara or not? So, the man who divorced his wife who made a netter not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for her netter from before the marriage realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her Nadarim. So he made a shaliach for the remainder of the party to revoke all her vows. Which reminds us that this Malchokas of a shaliach can revoke Nadarim. Daf Ein Gimel, so the simmer Daf Ein Gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The deaf man mixing the giant ostrich egg's yolk. Giant ostrich egg? That must be one Daf Ein Gimel. The deaf man mixing the giant ostrich egg's yolk and white in a tiny mixing bowl, which reminds us. Rami Barakama inquired, Can a deaf man revoke the dharm of his wife? If one does not need to hear his wife's Nadari to revoke them, perhaps that's only because he's capable of hearing them, but someone deaf who is incapable of hearing them might not be able to revoke them. This is based on the principle taught by Rabbi Zera, Any mincha which is fit for mixing, the mixing is not critical to it, and even if it's not mixed, the mincha is valid. And any mincha which is not fit for mixing, the mixing is critical, and the lack of mixing invalidates the mincha. Or do we say that the Torah did not intend the husband's hearing as a requirement at all? So the deaf man mixing the giant ostrich eggs yolk and white in a tiny mixing bowl splattered the yolk on the face of the man who was being made for the Nadarim of two wives at one time. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Can a husband revoke the Nadarim of two wives simultaneously? Osa davka or lav davka is the word her in the Pasuk of Hafar meant specifically to only allow Hafar of one wife at a time or not. 
So the deaf man mixing the giant ostrich eggs yolk and white in a tiny mixing bowl splattered the yolk on the face of the man who was being made for the Nadarim of two wives at one time, but not those Nadarim of his Arusa who reached the appointed time for marriage. Which reminds us, the next mission speaks about an Arusa who has reached the time by which Nasun was supposed to be performed and the husband must support her as if she were Nasua. Rabbi Eliezer says, since her husband is Chive in her Mizonos, he can revoke her Nadarim. The Chamim hold that he cannot revoke Nadarim until she enters his domain with the actual Nasun. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do you have question whether a husband can revoke the Nadarim of two wives simultaneously? That's on Duff. Ein Gimel. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn that the father and husband each have an advantage regarding Hafara? That's on Duff. Ayan. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you have three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of a Yavama? That's on Duff. Ayan Dalad. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you have a question if a husband can revoke Nadarim without hearing them? That's on Duff. I am based. Good number five. Which of the one that Rabbi Kiva taught that we never differentiate between one Yavam and two? Ukashar Dvarim Ken Nadarim. Just as for other matters, the Yavam is not considered married, so too with the Hafara of Nadarim. That's on Dav. Ein Dod. Good number six. Which stuff did we discuss? What if one explicitly said, confirmed for you for an hour and revoked after an hour? That's on Dav. Ayan. Good number seven. Which daf do we have machokas if a shaliach can revoke nadarim? That's on daf. Ayan base. Good number eight. Which of the women that if a woman vowed as an arusa and was divorced on that day and then she was betrothed again even to a hundred men successively, her father and last husband may jointly revoke her nadarim? That's on daf. Ainov. Good number nine. Which stuff do you have the more question? Bal Megas guys or Amikush Kalish? Does a husband, when being made for an Arusa's netter, cut off half of the netter when he's made for, or does he weaken the entire netter? That's on Dav. Samaches. Good. Number ten. Which stuff do you have the question if divorce is equal to silence or hakama? That's on Dav. Ainov. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.